0: in the morning. Crosses the searing sands of time when five young friends, dabbling in black magic, unwittingly release an ancient evil. Anubis, the Egyptian god of the dead, guardian of hell. With the head of a jackal, the body of a man, and the spirit of the devil, this horrifying monster is a relentless creature of destruction with an unquenchable thirst for blood. Now in a sleepy New England town, the creature has been reawakened, and he is determined to slaughter them all and steal their souls. I'm Corey, And I'm Paul. And we are the The B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So here we are with our final week of July, Unnecessary Sequel Month, with a sequel that was never meant to be, Ancient Evil 2, Guardian of the Underworld. Which makes it just extra unnecessary. Exactly. This film from 2005 was actually made by our friend, D.W. Cant, and uh... Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Let's let's start with the top. What was good about this movie? What can we find? I'm sure, there are a couple things we could uh, scrounge up. Um, so number three for me, even though this is an unnecessary sequel, this movie surpasses the original movie, Ancient Evil, in every way: dialogue, cinematography, lighting, action, nudity, everything. Number two. There were some pretty fun lines throughout the film, and I really wasn't expecting anything that grand out of the dialogue. Number one, Anubis himself. He actually looks pretty cool and murders the
1: fuck out of a bunch of people. So, hey. All right, number three, I kind of like the Anubis mask that Anubis was wearing. It was kind of cool. It was kind of like this old, decrepit Anubis kind of face. It was like if Jason Voorhees fused with a god of death. Only he carried a sickle instead of a um, machete. Number two, there was some pretty good dialogue interspersed throughout the film. I mean, most of it was during the first half of the film, but, you know, it was never really bad. And number one, the character Paul was a pretty badass dude, all things considering. Not only did he have an awesome name, but he was willing to fight Anubis one-on-one using whatever weapon he could, he could find lying around. He was truly worthy of the name Paul. Of course, your favorite thing would be somebody named Paul is in the movie. I mean, who doesn't love, love a Paul? I wonder how that's going to affect your score.
0: <laughs> so, the bottom three. Uh, number three for me, Anubis' strength and agility seemed to change as the plot required it. Most of the time, he seemed to have super strength and the ability to move via jump cuts. Except, of course, when Paul needed to escape or buy time. Number two. The movie tried to be serious every time a main character was on screen. But for the, you know... Exceptional amount of screen time where there were support characters, it just seemed like they were all comic relief, and the two didn't really seem to mix well. It was like either pick horror or pick comedy. Number one, there were so many opportunities to perform the banishment spell in Anubis's presence, and for one reason or another, uh, most likely to you know have a longer run time, they just didn't do it when they had the best
1: opportunities. And number three, this movie just feels really, really long. I know it was only about an hour and a half, but it just felt like I was watching the same chase scene over and over again and somebody else is getting killed that I didn't care about. It was, you definitely feel that hour and a half. Number two, you'd think an ancient Egyptian god would have some cool powers and, you know, the ability to do something other than stab people with a sickle, but... Anubis was really not that powerful. He was really not any stronger than any other person. I mean, maybe slightly stronger, but It's one of the definitely not one of the cooler slashers I've seen. Though, like I said, the mask was pretty cool. And number one, after Paul and Jen discover the spell to seal Anubis, like Corey said, they just proceed to run around the woods and just attempt and attempt to fight Anubis hand like in hand-to-hand combat. It's like, you've got the fucking spell. Just fucking read it already. But They're, like, wasting time. It felt like it was just there to, there to extend the t- the runtime of the film. And the whole time, you just can't f- help but think, just read the damn spell. So, you know, we did both mention that uh, this movie had some fun dialogue, so let's have
0: ourselves a good old-fashioned quote, quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth, and you tell us who had the better quotes. No, uh, I'll start us off with... Our journey into the unknown begins here. What are you, necrophile? He looks like a human ravioli. Brains were everywhere. Then we can restart negotiations for my hymen.
1: Oh yeah, let's get some porn. You were playing the
0: kung fu grip on my Wii Man. This is no mere rock. That ends the Sepsis edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie, or want to tell us who won the episode's edition of Quote Wars, leave it in the comments below. I think it's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 5 out of 10. I gave it a 6 out of 10. So... I have to say, Ancient Evil 2 Guardian of the Underworld is a strange mix of horror and comedy. A mix like water and oil. It just doesn't go well together. It's like the horror movie was done and they needed to add screen time, so they went back and added more characters to kill off, forgetting that they made a horror movie and made all the new scenes for a comedy. All in all, though, Anubis is a pretty cool slasher. Gets a decent body count of at least eight in this film. It's not good by any measure, but it's mildly entertaining and great to sit and comment on with friends as it plays.
1: Ancient Evil 2 was a movie. It wasn't quite a horror film, wasn't quite a comedy. It was somewhere awkwardly in between those two, but didn't quite cross over into parody territory. I wouldn't call it a good movie by any means, nor would I call it a terrible film. I've definitely seen worse films than this. It was a movie that just kind of happened. There weren't any particularly memorable scenes or characters, and I have no strong opinions about this movie whatsoever. It just didn't stand out in any meaningful way, and I, I'm i at a loss for words in this one. So there you have it, a 5 out of 10 from me, a
0: 6 out of 10 from Paul. And I'm sure if it wasn't for the character named Paul, it probably would have been a 9 or a 10 out of 10 from you. That definitely helped. So... We know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit as we do. So we normally give every B-movie review an A-movie companion. But because it's Unnecessary Sequel Month, we're telling you why this sequel was actually unnecessary. And for this one, it's pretty simple. It was never supposed to be a sequel in the first place.
1: Yeah, this one had absolutely nothing to do with the original Ancient Evil. It's kind of like a Troll 2 where it's called a sequel, but it's it's really not. Because it was originally called Anubis Rising. And It's uh, a much
0: cooler name. The distributor decided to try and capitalize on a movie that nobody saw or cared about called Ancient Evil, and label this as a sequel, Ancient Evil
1: Two. Brilliant marketing strategy. I,
0: I really think that it had it not been labeled a uh, a sequel, it may have you know done better and sold more than like four copies.
1: Yeah, people were expecting. Um, well, no, people were probably expecting a bunch of shirtless men running around, um, aimlessly then getting killed by a mummy exactly so uh
0: i think it's time to tell our friends how to drink away the flick drink away the flick come on and grab your drink let's drink away the flick we'll give you some drinking games for this movie but remember friends drink responsibly number one every time someone summons anubis finish your drink number two every time oncilla is overconfident take a drink number three whenever anubis uses a new weapon take a drink number four Anytime a new support character is introduced, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it's unnecessary sequel month, anytime you feel like this movie is unnecessary to the franchise, take a drink.
1: Every time someone is running away from Anubis, take a drink. Every time Paul fights Anubis in hand-to-hand combat, take a drink. Every time someone reads from the ancient Book of Spells, take a drink. And every time Anubis kills somebody, take a drink. And those are your ways too. drink away the slick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com-bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepal. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com or even new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So, that's it. This is the end of Unnecessary Sequel Month. We've watched
0: four movies this month. Let's rank them. Um, I've actually kind of ranked them by the killers in the movie. Um, Number four, the first Purge, Skeletor, was an awesome character. Super underutilized. Uh, Number three, Ancient Evil 2. Anubis was a pretty cool guy, but, uh, you know, just kind of fell short since he was an Egyptian god, but with no powers. At number two... Beyond Reanimator, Herbert West. Not only does he kill you, but he brings you back to life so you can die again. Number one, though, Return to Cabin by the Lake, Stanley Caldwell, the Unkillable. That's it. I mean, he, he they, people try to kill him, and he just doesn't die. You can't drown him. You can't electrocute him to death. You know, he's he's invincible.
1: Badass extreme.
0: And and also like his his way of killing people where. He literally like drags them onto a boat and drowns them in the middle of a lake. Is you know kind of long winded to do
1: and like applaudable that he gets away with it so many times. Just like mastered it into an art. It's it was it was impressive to say the least. All right, number four, Ancient Evil Two. I mean, it was a movie. I watched it and I just don't have a lot of a lot to say about it. Number three, The First Purge. I haven't liked a single purge movie. At all, but I mean, this one had a cool, kind of, sort of, almost killer character, and all the others sucked, so, yeah. Number two Beyond Reanimator. It wasn't a good film, it didn't fit in with the rest of the Reanimator uh, films, however, I mean, Herbert West was in it, and there was some good dialogue. Number one ca- Return to, to Cabin by the Lake. It wasn't quite as good as the original. It was definitely unnecessary, but it wasn't really a bad film. I enjoyed it and definitely ranks above most made-for-TV films. So uh, that's it for unnecessary sequels.
0: But, you know, with next month just around the corner, how about we see what kind of films we can find just by looking around? That's right, folks. Found footage films next month here on B-Movie Bros. And I didn't even have to look very far to find this beauty right here. The last broadcast from 1998. Let's see if these filmmakers really do find the Jersey Devil. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more.